Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, we have an exciting new segment, Biggs. It's going to kick off um, a new Midcourt Madness, essentially. And so, well, we're very excited for this. I don't want to give anything away during this intro here. I'll... I'll let the music play here in a bit, and then we'll get into the new segment. But uh, it's going to be amazing, Biggs. You ready for this? New year, new us. Let's go. All right, Biggs. As I uh, alluded to, we have an exciting new segment, and I'm going to – I'm going to break the fourth wall here, Biggs. Do you know what that means, by the way? Now I do, because you just told me. (laughs) So I'm going to break the fourth wall to our listeners and kind of give like a little... Do you want to break the fourth wall by explaining what breaking the fourth wall is? We can start with that. Okay. Um, So I believe it originated in theater. Um, Like, you know, like you go out to like Broadway show in New York City and there's a bunch of people on stage performing in front of you. So if you think about it from the perspective of the people on the stage, there's you know a right and a left wall and then like a wall behind you. And then in front of them is the audience. So nope. throughout like the majority of this, you know, theoretical play, they're communicating on stage with the other people on stage, you know, to the right, left, behind, wherever. But typically they don't really communicate with the audience. Right. Think about in like, think about this. I, I actually think this just hit me now. Um, <clears throat> a couple of movies on Netflix or TV shows like, uh, What's the one with Kevin uh, Kevin Spacey where he's oh yeah House of Cards that'd be a great example yeah he talks be... he talks to the camera I just yes, watched the yep. about Enola Holmes it's a it's a Sherlock Holmes thing she she always there's a spot where she'll look at the camera yep. and say something that is an example of breaking the fourth wall exactly so I'm gonna break the fourth wall um to our audience here and explain to them that this podcasting thing is a grind um it's tough to come up with new and exciting ways of essentially presenting the same information each time. And so, you know, we've done um, trending up, trending down. We've done, can you think of some other ones? Not buying yet. Underachieving. Not, yeah, not buying yet or still not buying, stuff like that. So we have a, come up with an exciting new way of presenting this information, um, a new segment. Um, do you want to let them know the title of this exciting new segment? We came up with the title, right? Yeah. Okay. Better than expected and not better than expected. There we go. There we go. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're killing it. So credit to us for thinking of new ways of uh, improving our podcast. A lot podcast. of people just turn to drugs, John. We we just find a way to come up with this stuff on our own. A lot of people turn to drugs? Yeah. What? Like to come up with new ideas? Yeah, we don't. Okay. Our drugs yeah, go with basketball. Yeah, or vodka. That too. That's usually my creative thinking uh, yeah. spirit. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, would you like to kick us kick us off? Because I don't really have one teed up. I'm kind of going to be researching stuff as you speak. So I, I'm just going to kick it over to you. All right. I feel like starting negative. The sun is shining. It's kind of getting warmer outside. The days are getting longer. I'm getting bitter, and I don't like that feeling. Uh, the thick of winter feels like it's kind of maybe college basketball is like halfway through. Biggs, how do you feel? Yeah, about we're we're like six weeks away from March. That's Which is good in a way, like like that selection Sunday is such a great day. 
but it also but just means right. we're nearing the end. That's right. And that's, sad. And that's sad. Yeah. So I'm going to start with some not better than expected. And I'm going to give you a list of teams that were ranked in the preseason in the top 10. Okay. Okay. North Carolina. They were ranked. Ouch. Oh, don't. Don't hurt me like that. Gonzaga, ranked number two. They are now back in the top 10, but they've got like five losses. Uh, no, I don't know. They got a bunch of losses. Kentucky was ranked in the, was ranked in the top 10. They were ranked number four. Baylor was ranked fifth. And they were ranked they were tied with Gonzaga as like the the ranked fifth teams, but because B comes before K, they were actually fifth, and Kansas was like five A apostrophe S. Cut. Uh Duke was ranked seventh. They're barely ranked in the top twenty five, and they probably won't be when the new rankings come out. Did they lose again? Creighton was ranked ninth. Did Duke Currently lose again? Unranked. Hang on. Did Duke lose again? They they lost again. Yes like who did they lose to? Yesterday? They lost to Clemson. Did they? What a they day. Did. Gosh, you're giving me they they lost I see three of their last six now. Yeah. Wow. So we've got seven teams. One, two, three, four, five, oh, six of the top ten teams in preseason rankings. All I think can go down as playing not better than expected. Well, yeah, because per the preseason rankings, we expected all those teams to be top ten. And now they're not top 10 with the exception of Gonzaga who just got back in. Let's do a quick little rundown, like a quick, like uh, like a quick 30 seconds on each one. Okay. North Carolina unranked. Yeah. Why are they, why remember we went through, we did an exercise at the beginning of the year. What's going to stop these teams from being this good or, or this team is not as good as they're supposed to be because this. So I don't remember what all of those were, but why is North Carolina not as good as they were supposed to be? This is actually good. I was actually, ready for you to team me up on this because I actually had this thought in my mind. I think back to that Virginia game where like some of these losses you can, can kind of ex- explain your way out of. Um, for example, like this Virginia game is one where Armando Baycock gets hurt in the first minutes, their best player. And yet, obviously, you're losing your best player. You shouldn't play as well and still maybe not lose, but you still can win, right? But, um, but not at, but, not but, at but, Virginia. Well, hang on, hang on. No, win at Virginia. Right, right. But my point is you should be able to expect on another one of your five-star or high four-star recruits to step up. And I see Caleb Love four for 13 from the field. Mm. Like they rely so much on Armando Baycott either. And like, it's like the other guys just can't pull their weight. And especially I'm singling out Caleb Love on this one. You're never, you're never going to get me to stop singling it. Like I, I'm okay yeah. with that. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep begging. Yeah. No, I'm not going to come to his aid. I'm pretty sure I've used up my 30 seconds though. Oh, you can no. go ahead. I'll, I'll grant you more time. You can no. take up my 30 seconds. Well, let's see. What, what did he shoot yesterday? Cause, like they beat Louisville by, by like 20 some, but I want to see what it is. I feel like he shot poorly. He did. Yesterday as well. Um, Past, I'd say past uh, six games, three of 14, four of 13, six of 16, three of 15, three of nine. That's not good. No, and I think that was, if I remember correctly, I don't remember the exact thing you said like when we did this exercise, but it was something to the effect of Caleb Love will shoot them out of the rankings. Yeah. He can shoot you into games, but he'll more often shoot you out of games. Yeah, he'll he'll shoot you like out of 80% of them. Yeah. You know, and he'll have like, we remembered like the the monster UCLA game, the Duke game, you know, games where he's just gone off. Yep. But like, man, he's had a lot of these again this year. He hasn't had any one of those. Has he had 
I don't feel like he's had a game as good as that UCLA or Duke game yet this year. It feels like he's yeah. just been he's been more off than anything, and his good games are like fairly neutral. I'm trying to find like his best like shooting percentage game. I see ten of fifteen against Portland for twenty three points. Yeah, all that's right. his best one right there. I wonder how many are above fifty percent, or let's say forty five percent. That's like a fair shooting percentage. Are you, you're I not see. looking at his stats, are you, right now? Yeah, like by what do you game think by game from three on the season. I mean, I could say what I think, but I can also see it exactly right oh. here. So, all right, I, I, I think I my guess just based on what my, the eye test and witnessing these games, I'd say between twenty seven and twenty eight. I'd say twenty seven point six percent. That's yeah. just a guess. That's really smart, John. He's twenty seven point six percent. That means seventy two point four percent of the time he misses a three pointer. Yeah. And you could say he's in a funk, or you could just say he's his shot selection is god awful. It's it's probably that his shot selection's god awful, and and also I, I'm also just not sure like he's a very consistent great outside shooter. I don't know. Can we just call R.J. Davis has picked it up? Yeah, he's by outside like, with those two guards. Like, he's taken a considerable lead over Caleb Love on my chart, my power rankings of North Carolina's guards. Yeah, he's he's playing a lot better. I thought he started the year kind of slow, but he's he's picked it up as of late. But I honestly yeah, think like yesterday they got outside of those guys, and and yeah. Baycott's the only one who's consistent. Well, they got so much more out of Demarco Dunn yesterday, out than Caleb Love. Demarco Dunn, I think he had fourteen points yesterday for them. Did he? Yeah, he's coming and, along, and, and he's he's a guy who uh, how do I say this? He's got some of the same characteristics as like Leaky Black with like the defensive intensity, but he can shoot better. And actually, Leaky yeah. Black he shoot like thirty six percent from three this year. Thirty four. Thirty four. Okay. That's that's buoyed by the one game where he went like six of eight. That counts though, Biggs. It does count. Yeah. Yeah, you can't take that away. No. All right. Well, North Carolina's unranked. We'll see. Now their next their next like five or six games. I think they have kind of a soft little. <clears throat> little stretch here now where they should be able to hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll see. They're, they're certainly, they've shown us they can lose to anybody. Um, maybe, maybe in like a month here, they can be, or a couple weeks, they can kind of be back into the rankings. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm they guys sure. are playing better. I'm going to take the mic here. I'm not so sure. Cause I'm kind of uh, a team I have. Uh, we can get back to your list here in a bit. A team I have on my uh, performing better than expected. Mm-hmm that is in that next five games for North Carolina is NC state. Yeah. I have them at the top of my better than expect. Yeah. They are 14 and four, four and three conference. Um, but they have a 24 point victory over Duke. They've beaten Virginia tech. Who I think is we could call them not better than expected now. I think so too. And they just recently beat Miami. Um, yesterday, in fact, very recently. And so I've got them as a, Perform better than expected, Biggs. Congrats to them. Yeah, well done by the well done by the North Carolina State, uh, North Carolina Staters. Think 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 back to Hangover, Biggs. You'll you'll the get their pack. nickname. Yep, the Wolf Pack. Yeah, I, I tell you what. I mean, their their guard trio: uh, Turkavion Smith, Jarkel Joyner, Casey Marcel. I think the three of them average like fifty a game combined. Um. Uh, I know you were high on Turkavion Smith in the preseason. You thought he was going to be kind of an all conference level guy. And he's, he's taken, I don't even know if it's a big jump. He's just, he's been really good. Joiner. He, he's shooting less than 40% from the field though. It's kind of a high volume score. 
that's that, that's kind of what I was thinking he would be, but um, he's averaging what nineteen a game. I mean, Jarkel Joiner has been a great transfer. He's coming out. He's averaging like sixteen a game coming from Mississippi State. Um, the big breakout guy for me though is Casey Morsell. Mm-hmm. This guy was a uh, he played two years at Virginia, and he played at NC State last year. In three years combined, John, he made sixty threes on two hundred and twenty three attempts. That's not good. Okay, so do the quick math in your head. It's about 27%, I'd say. That's, that's like Caleb Love. Because if it was 240, that'd be exactly 25%. So he's a little right. better than that. Yes. Right. So it's, he's probably about, well, about that Caleb Love 27% range, right? Through through whatever number of 17 games, he's 45 and 99 this year. That's that's a good number as well as a percentage. That's a that's an excellent number. That's yeah. almost that's almost 40. That's better than 45% of his threes. He's averaging yeah. 13 points a game. He his previous career high in, in any of his first three seasons was like seven. So he's busted out in a huge way. Uh, that gives them a really, really nice trio of guards. And I mean, we always talk about Miami having a really good guard group. Um, NC State out guarded the guards. guards. Yeah. And then another guy who I see on here, I've kind of seen him just in like the two games I've watched for NC State, but DJ Burns, he's a big dude. He is. Is that the, is that the Winthrop dude. transfer? I'm not sure, but he's a big dude. He who was their big dude before? Um, he's somewhere else now. I can't think. Manny Bates. Manny Bates. He's yeah. kind of replaced Manny Bates in that role there. That's all I have to say on him. He's a big dude. Okay. Yeah. He's he's yeah. one of he's one of your big men of the like massive mans of the week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another not better than expected team. I'll just be negative and you be Mister Positive today. Okay. Okay. Gonzaga. Yes. They were ranked either one or two by most uh, preseason rankings. They took a couple losses. Now, they've they've gotten back on the winning side of things, but I want to kind of be Mr. Negative a little bit in that they have barely in their last two games, or last three, well, yesterday they played against like Portland and crushed them. But uh, their, their previous few games in WCC play, they beat San Francisco and BYU. Both those games they were trailing at half. Both those games they needed late game. What's like just short of heroics? They they needed like late game clutch performance to avoid late game dirt, dirty work plays, but you get the job done. They yeah they needed late game winning plays okay. against San Fran and BYU to avoid losses in both those games. So, I mean we're used to Gonzaga in the last three four five years here. Just basically, they get got once in conference play, and otherwise it feels like they just truck everybody. They're not trucking teams as much, and so I can't decide. Does that say more about is the WCC better? Or is Gonzaga falling back to the pack a little bit? And I, I tend to go negative here, and I think it's that Gonzaga is not as good as they have been. I don't think the WCC is as good as they were last year, for example. Um, you think of the teams last year with, like, San Fran was good last year, you know? St. Mary's, BYU, all those guys. So I feel like those teams aren't as good as they were a year ago. And so I'd say they're falling behind the pack a little bit. But I was, I'm also going to call you a wet blanket because they're – They've won the last 13, Biggs. No, 10, 11, 11. God, you're such a wet blanket right now. They have. You're right. And they do have a win over Alabama in there, which is really impressive. That that one's aging extremely well because Alabama. And like their most recent loss was just a one-point loss against Baylor. If they would have won that, which they didn't. In South uh, Dakota. That's their last uh, 12. No, 13. Math is hard. But yeah. 
Yeah, and then imagine like if they wouldn't have lost earlier than that, then they would have even more. This is my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite thing to do. Like imagine if they would have beat Texas. I love when people do the thing like with the Vikings, where it's like imagine if they didn't win those one score games. And I can remember last year texting you, be like, yeah, we'd be like ten and four right now if we we won all these close games. Yeah. Be pretty amazing it's my, it's my favorite thing to do the what if scenarios oh yeah it is fun it is fun <laughs> why is gonzaga not as good as they were expected to be though i feel like they're just recruiting class wasn't as good this year um and some of the, the highly rated recruits last year haven't really panned out this year either you think of like jalen suggs from a couple years ago and then um who's he was a tall pretty good who's a tall lanky kid from it so i can't think uh chet chet holmgren Yep, he was pretty um, good too. And so they didn't really have that incoming freshman this year. And then like the two that you were hoping for, like a breakout sophomore candidate, were, were like Nolan Hickman and Hunter Salas. They haven't done much. So it's like it's there's not the second fiddle to Drew Timmy that we were hoping for or that they were hoping for. That's incredibly well said. I had I had that exact same note. Hickman and Salas are just kind of meh. Yep. Right? They're they're like okay. I think I, I thought Julian Strother would be more of a breakout guy too, and he's been—I don't know—he's just—he's okay. He's is a Malachi nice player, S- but like I thought he'd be like an eighteen-point-a-game guy. Is Malachi Smith not performing as well? Performing not better than expected. I think he's probably performing about what you figure. Like he's a—he's a good rotation guy. He's like their sixth man, seventh man. He averages like eight points a game. Like I—I I, I think you you. At the beginning of the year, I think you could sell Gonzaga on like you're going to have Nolan Hickman, Hunter Salas, Malachi Smith, Julian Strother, and uh, who's the other guard? Bolton. You're going to have five guards, throw them into a pot, and like one of these guys is going to pop. Right? Probably two of these guys are going to pop. And and I just think none of them have popped. They're all just kind of – they've all just kind of come out as we're fine. We're fine players, but nobody's like, damn, like look out. This is what makes Gonzaga something else. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, yeah, I think Timmy's been good. I think all of those guys have been objectively good. I mean, they're ranked in the top 10. They're a good team. Maybe a really good team. But in order to be ranked number one, two, three, this team might win the title. This team's a favorite to win the title. I don't think they're that. I don't think they're close to being that team. And I think it's because you're right. Hickman, Salas, especially, those are the easy targets. But Malachi Smith's another one. I think Julian Strother is my biggest one. They just haven't popped, and I don't. They're not like. They don't look like. Um, they don't look like some of those guards that Gonzaga has had when they've won huge. And then I'm looking at their bo- their like season long box score here. Did we expect Efton Reed to be good? Because he hasn't been. He hasn't been. He's honestly been passed up by Ben Gregg. Ben Gregg plays more than he does now. Efton Reed, yeah, was another kid who was like a five star transfer and. I, th- I figured he'd come off the bench and give you a third big guy to pair or uh, to, to, to combine with, with Timmy and Watson. Um, that sounds like a, I'm just Locker. in my Sherlock Holmes brain yeah. right now. It sounds like a good detective duo, Timmy and Watson. It's kind of like, uh, do you remember the West Patriots Coast. running back, uh, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis? Yeah. What a, what a the law firm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right though. Efton Reed doesn't even play anymore. All right. I couldn't come I couldn't piggyback off yours in my head, so I'll let you take another one and then maybe I'll piggyback off that one. All right. This one, if we would have potted yesterday, would have been a lot more uh pertinent. Today it might not be as 
much, maybe. Kentucky, Don't let yesterday's performance get in the way of a good story here. All right. Yeah. No, we're not going to be an overreaction uh, pod unless we're doing the overreaction episode. Then we overreact. Otherwise, we just react. Yeah. We don't overreact. Kentucky. They were ranked number four in the preseason. Ken Palm, number one. Um, they suck now. Besides except for that, yesterday, Biggs. <laughs> except for yesterday, they didn't suck. So we'll see. Will they continue to not suck or will they continue to suck? That remains the question. But let's just analyze them based on what we've gotten so far. They haven't been as good. Even when you factor in yesterday's game, um, and granted, they seem to be in control yesterday. They still only shot 35% from the field yesterday. Like, yeah, they kind of played like shit and still it won. It was kind of just a bad game that, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, big. Every game has to have a winner. Yesterday, it just happened to be Kentucky. Damn, that's wise. Yeah. That's some so wisdom. No, no matter how bad the two teams play, every game has a winner. Dropping some dropping some truth bombs on us here. Yeah. So let's not be overreactionary to yesterday's game. Um, I think they still suck. Me too. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that that win says more about why I am kind of a, uh, a Tennessee doubter. I don't think Tennessee is one of the fifth best teams in the country. <laughs> I feel like... I don't care how high they get ranked. I don't think they're like as good as that. You're just always gonna hate Tennessee. I think. Which I, I get mean, like they are one of those teams where it's like I can't. No matter it, they could be number one all season, but it's like when we do like the first Monday in April test, it's like I can't picture Tennessee celebrating a national championship. You know what I mean? No, Tennessee is my favorite team in the country if they're ranked like twelfth. Yeah. When they're ranked fifth, I'm just like, no, they're not that good. That context kind of matters. All right. Do you have a positive one? So I, yeah, I do. And I can kind of uh, piggyback off yours here a little bit. Okay. Because it's the same conference. Yeah. Let's go do that. I love that. Um, geographical, now, geographical connection is my favorite. Now I will say this team, um, it's mostly just because their record that I'm putting them on here. They're actually 85th in Ken Palm. Another episode I thought of is we have one that we call the Ken Palm episode where all we do is just every explanation we have for a team is just Ken Palm stats. We get GP on the show. Yeah. <laughs> just let them just let him wax about Ken Palm and his top 25 and one. Yeah. But no, this team is thir- 13 and four, three and one in the conference. Their best win I see over Auburn by 12. Um, and this basketball team might just be piggybacking off of the football team success here, Biggs. It's your dogs. The Georgia Bulldogs. Whoa! Yeah, getting real positive here. So Georgia's not sure if you were. They've never really been good at basketball. They're they're terrible usually. Their uh, last good team was like, God, I feel like it was like 2012 when they had Trey Tompkins. Yeah, but they're 13-4 right now. Like I said, their next five games they have three tough road games: uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Auburn. So we will really get good measuring stick in the next like, you know, by February 1st here. Yeah. But no, they are playing better than expected. I'm not saying they're going to make the tournaments or anything. I could definitely see them falling off bigs. Big, just considering that they're 85th in Ken Palm. But I feel like we could say they're better than expected. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I mean, they've already probably won more games than they had the last, like, three years combined. True. So, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Go hey, maybe, it's just, maybe it's just, like, I feel like uh, winning can be contagious. So maybe that campus there with all the football success 
is kind of wearing off on the basketball team. Finally, it took them like five years because they've had a lot of football success recently. They have, yes. yes. So. Except for when a team makes a quarterback switch at halftime in the national championship game. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. Or a quarterback yeah. switch in like the fourth quarter of the SEC championship game. When was that? That was the next year. So they had so they they lost to Bama, you know, when they put Tua in. Yeah. The next year, 2018, they're kicking Bama's ass, and uh, Tua might get hurt. Might have gotten hurt. They were whooping. They were whooping up on Tua. They picked him off twice. They had a nice little lead. Fourth quarter, Tua gets hurt. Jalen Hurts comes in and has like okay. a miraculous two drives, and they go on to beat Georgia in that game. Then too, and it's just like fuck you guys. <laughs> Georgia is not good with quarterback changes. Like, do they just not prepare for the backup during the week? Well, I mean, I think it's probably just like, I think they'd be fine against most quarterback changes. It just happened that the quarterback changes came against Bama, and Bama's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so. third, third on the depth chart was Mac Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, shit. That's what it takes, though. In the last, like, six years, the teams that have beaten Georgia, quarterback by Tua, Joe Burrow, uh, Bryce Young, all these guys are going to be like high NFL draft picks. Yeah, like that's that's basically what it takes to beat Georgia. Is you better have like an NFL quarterback, yep, and badass receivers. <clears throat> Does right, Bama count as a playing better than expected? I mean, they're ranked. They were ranked in the preseason. Maybe weren't they, were they like a like around twenty ish or so? Yeah, because what are they ranked like fourth now? I would definitely say they're better than expected. I didn't think. They're, they're like, if, if if we looked back on the SEC pod, I think we'd say we had like. Kentucky, Tennessee, who else at the top there? We Arkansas. didn't have Bama. Yeah, Arkansas. Uh, we definitely didn't have Bama as a tops in the SEC, and I think they are. Who won that Bama-Arkansas game the other night? Bama by about 15. Okay. okay. Yeah, I definitely say they're better than expected. Now, I'm going to take the mic back because I have a, a good way to get into another one of my teams here, and this will be a positive one off of a negative one. Love it. But there's Wait, we just a, a positive one on Bama. True, but from Georgia, I'm saying. Oh, I see. Okay. Or no, I'm going to a negative one from a positive one. Oh, yes. love that. Okay. Yeah, and there's actually a connection between the team I just brought up and this new team. Another, but yeah. no, uh, Georgia, used, Georgia before this year was coached by Tom Crean. They were. We all, I think we can all agree on that. Yes. Uh, that yes. Actually. Yes. <laughs> um, who used to coach in Indiana? He did. And uh, Indiana, who I think I sounded the alarm in the offseason, so I'm going to take my victory lap here. Um, they're supposed to be the tops in the Big Ten. They are currently 11-6. and six. They actually started off 7-0. and oh. And their last that last win of that streak was against North Carolina. But North Carolina must have done something to them in that game, so credit to them. Because since then, they have been math 4-6. and six. Uh, they're overall two and four in the Big Ten. They have losses against Iowa, Northwestern, Penn State, and Rutgers in the Big Ten. And did I see there's some there's some drama with their basketball team? I think it was like Barstool, it must be like a Indiana Barstool type thing. Posted something where it's like the triangle of uh, being an Indiana fan type thing, where it's like I get my hopes up, they lose, that sort of thing. And it's like every year. And, like, there was, like, four players who responded to it, just, like, kind of bitching them out. Like, Race Thompson was one of them. Um, did you see this? No, I, I have no idea what that is. What's Barstool Indiana? Is that, Barstool oh Sports God. has, like, its own – they have, yeah. like, their own, like, mini mini things. Like, there's a, it, there's a work there's, on the work for Barstool Indiana. Like, ESPN 
Here we go. I found it. ESPN. I found it. So it's a Barstool IU. So it's a Twitter page. So like, and I know North Carolina has one where it's like, I think it's kind of like an offshoot. Like they, someone runs the account while at the college kind of thing. Sure. But it's like a, a triangle of what Indiana basketball is. And it goes, I get my hopes up. I get disappointed. I start to believe again. I get my hopes up. And it just keeps sure. going around. It's the endless cycle. Yeah. And it's there like was like. The fandom is the same way. All, all fandom, I'm sure, is like this. There's like four other players who responded to have just bitching about it. There's like, um, I think Tracy Jackson Davis, Ray Thompson. I want to say uh, Miller Cop was one of them. And there's one more. So just some drama. So they didn't like they didn't like when people aren't happy with how they're playing. They back. don't like people d- pointing out how disappointed they've been, which they have been disappointing this year. They have been. Uh, you're yeah. right though. The North Carolina loss, I feel like, was like the last time they looked good. They yeah. beat UNC and it was like, damn. But even then, like I even thought during that game, I'm watching them. I'm like, I don't think this Indiana team's that good. I think North Carolina just sucks balls. Well, we're watching that game. And it's like with how North Carolina's playing, they should be losing by 25. Yeah, and like somehow and- they did like. They- I was begging to stop watching that game. And North Carolina just kept making it close enough where I'm like, God damn it. Now I got to yeah. kind of watch still. Yeah. And it's because Indiana's just bad. They're not bad, but like they're not, they're not a top. They were ranked, I think, 12th or 13th in the preseason. You're right. Now they got a win yesterday. The Saturday thing where they, they beat Wisconsin by like 20, which is impressive. No, but, don't, don't let that change. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not letting no. those facts get in the way of my good narrative. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was all the way with you on this Indiana thing. I'm, I'm never going to believe. There are just some teams that it doesn't matter how much they suck the previous season, they'll, they'll get ranked really high. And Indiana seems like it's kind of one of those teams where, like, I don't know what Indiana's done in the last, like, what they did last year, especially to deserve being ranked with all that hype. Like, they had a nice looking team, but it was like, ah, I don't know. I, th- I thought Michigan would be the better team in the Big Ten. I thought Michigan. I thought Michigan State. I thought Wisconsin. Uh, now, some of those teams haven't been all that good either. But I'm with you. Indiana looks, I don't know, they're just kind of meh. Yeah. So, now you don't want to know, uh, you want to keep the Tom Crean thing going or do you want to keep the geographical thing going? That's up to you. I'm going to toss the mic back to you here. I've had two teams in a row. It's your I've got a po- I've got a positive. We can get back to my not better than expected later. Okay. Um, a team that's performing better than expected that actually – Another team that used to be coached by Tom Crean that's performing better than expected. The Marquette Golden Eagles. Okay. They're currently playing on TV right now. They're up 15 to 8 against Xavier. Did you um, expect them to be up 15 to 8 against Xavier? I did not. I thought maybe 12 to 8. Well, by, on a run. by <laughs> definition, they're performing better than expected. Yeah. Live on our show. Yeah. Um, they're ranked 25th. They're, they're 14 and 4. They've been very good. They've picked up some really impressive wins. Um, I think the Ooh, most bigs. Hey, bigs. It's now fifteen to ten, performing worse than they were thirty seconds ago. Yep, you're right. So now the expectations change. Expectations are a moving target. Wait for it. Oh, missed the three. Could have made it eighteen ten. I think what what's the clock out on yours? Because I'm at thirteen fourteen twenty five and counting down. Ooh, I'm about thirty seconds ahead of bigs here, so credit to me. Oh, no. I have YouTube TV instead of Hulu Live, I believe you have. Yeah, we've been thinking about switching. It's getting more and more expensive. So we'll have to talk yeah. about this maybe a little bit later. Okay, perfect. Suli boom. Um, but Marquette, you know, typically, I guess when you think Shaka Smart teams, you always mention the slap the floor players, right? They, they, yep. The elite level defensive guys, the guys who are going to grind. That's, that's, typical, that's the typical Shaka Smart team DNA. 
John Marquette is ranked number two in Ken Palm's offensive efficiency. Ooh, the Ken Palm show. Yep. And they're ranked number 83 in defense. Shaka switched. They're an offensive team now. Next thing you're going to tell me is that, like, Virginia's an offensive team now. They actually Gosh, might I, rank I, higher I, on offense than defense. They might. It's like they're both – they're right in the teens, I think, on both. You know, babes, I just went on YouTube TV and pulled up a couple games here. It's kind of a meaty uh, late morning here because there's also St. John's UConn. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple good games. Yeah. It's a great way to tip off the, the day before the Vikings play later this afternoon. Uh, I'm nervous, Biggs. We're playing the only first-round quarterback in the NFC. Ooh, I'm shaking in my boots. I know. <laughs> we decided that quarterback sucked like five years ago, and now apparently he's scary again. I don't, system I don't guy. He's like Clay Thompson. He's a system guy. Okay, I get yeah. that. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marquette, did you think they would be this good? I mean, they're ranked 25th, but they look like, a, they look like one of the best teams in the Big East. I think... During the preseason, I kind of convinced myself that they're always just like Shaka with this type of these type of players will also always floor. be a cert a certain level. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so I kind of expect they were because last year I expected them to suck. They were what ranked? I think they were a nine seed in the tournament. Yeah, because they lost to Carolina. Yeah, they're really um, good. Yeah, and so I was like, okay. And it's like, how many times does he have to do this before I just start believing? So then I just started believing this year. Yeah, I, like think, well, I think it's thing. just easy to get to, you just could get convinced that like he's a sucky coach because it didn't work out at Texas. Uh, yeah. It doesn't work out for a lot of people at Texas. Yeah. And Which, you're right. Could you imagine Shaka Smart at Wisconsin? Because Shaka is the coach with the high floor, and then Wisconsin's a team with the high floor. Just national titles there. Maybe. Or just always Sweet 16. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. Because they're probably not – it's like a high floor, low ceiling thing. I mean, again, yeah. do the Monday do the Monday, April 1st test or whatever on Marquette. If they used to have, like, their old really cool basketball shorts, um, then, yes, I could see them up there. Like, if Dwayne Wade was still playing? Exactly, those ones. Yeah, like, they're, they're not going to win the title. But, like, they're, yeah. a, they're just, like, a, they're a fun team to watch this year, which is not typically, I guess, what I think of when I think Shaka Smart. I don't think – elite level offense, a team that can potentially put up 80 and 90 points a game. It's, it's a fun little change of pace, I think for, for Marquette. So better than expected. Okay. I'm going to piggyback off that. Cause I have a team for the same conference. Okay. Um, worse than, or not better than expected, not worse than expected. We're not too negative here. Okay. No, we're not better than expected. Not better than expected, but we've been talking about this team. That's quite different a bit. This... than overachieving and underachieving. Yeah. But we've been talking with this team quite a bit this year, so uh, I don't think we need to get too much in the weeds here. But Creighton, 10-8. and eight. We thought yeah. they were the best team in the Big East, and now they're 10-8. and eight. They're on my not-better-than-expected list because they were ranked ninth in the preseason. Yeah. And they're not ranked now. No. Now, did they win yesterday? I don't remember. They were playing Providence, and I know I, they were Yes, up they did. So okay. that, that was better. than Yesterday was better than expected. Their season, not better than expected, though. All of the teams that we're talking about that suck won yesterday, it seems <laughs> <laughs> we should have done this yesterday. They, we they said knew. We're recording on a Saturday, so things can change. <laughs> they could see into the future, and they heard this podcast we're currently recording, and that was their bulletin board material yesterday. You know what? I I don't think we do this enough. We don't pat ourselves on the back enough. I think we actually deserve credit for this because a lot of pods, I think, would shy away. You know what? They would run from this. 
oh, I had this team as a not better than expected. Well, Kentucky just won yesterday, so I can't possibly talk about other not better than expected. No, yeah. one win does not undo all of the all of the suckiness that you've done. Same That's with you, true. Creighton. You don't get to just beat Providence and now you're off the hook. Yeah. You still have not been not you've been not better than expected. So, now, had, had they beaten the ridiculously lucky Providence team from last year, maybe. Sure. Better than expected. But they beat a but good no. Providence team. Yeah, so that's but different. They're still not better than expected. Exactly. Exactly. And is that so here's the thing? That, that, that's that's a cheap. To, I was trying to deep dive this a little bit and figure out why Creighton hasn't been better than expected or as good as expected. Um, and, and part of it, I think, is the lack of depth. We've we've talked about that before. They get absolutely nothing from their bench. Their starting five is very good. Uh, with, with, with yeah, they're, they're five guys all average double figures. They're all solid. I think the other piece of this, though, with Creighton is it's it's going to sound simplistic, but they're a jump shooting team. Mm-hmm. They they Those shoot shots well. are tougher to make than a dunk. They are, but in in general, like they're they're also what I think that does is they don't get to the free throw line. They don't get easy points. They shoot like they shoot like seventeen or eighteen. They shoot less than twenty free throws a game. They don't draw a lot of fouls. And I think that in part is, I, I think that can, that can set back their offense sometimes. And that makes them susceptible to, I don't remember what pod I was listening to, but when they were talking about Creighton, they were like, they go through these stretches where like, they, it looks like they just forget how to play basketball for about five minutes straight. Teams go on huge runs and that decides the game. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw that yesterday against Providence. They have this huge lead. Providence goes on a monster run. And in the entire stretch of that run, like a good team at some point will say, Hey, all right, here we go. We're just going to have a guy put his head down, get to the rim, get fouled, and you get a couple free throws, calm things down, and and, and there we go. Disaster averted. Creighton does not seem to have the ability to, and it's probably something to do with maybe their guards just don't have the, the kind of next level athleticism. But I think there is something systematic about they are just a, they want to space the floor. They play this beautiful style. We've talked about that. But they don't drive it and put pressure on the rim and put pressure on defenses to draw fouls. I think that's something that it's, it's like a micro, it's like a micro small issue that you don't really think much of, but then you look back and you're like, Oh, Creighton only shot six free throws in the game. Yeah. And that's just, that's tough. That's tough to overcome. You need free points and they don't get a lot of them. I think, I think I've figured out what their issue is here. Biggs strictly looking at Ken Palm. Uh, Cause they're actually 18th in Ken Palm, which is surprising considering they're barely above 500. They're like breaking Ken Palm. We talked about that last yeah. time too. I'm like I, Ken Palm's been fooled by these guys. Yeah. Adjusted offense, 33. Adjusted defense, 27. Not bad. Good numbers. Yeah. Um. But then you get over to strength of schedule. Adjusted efficiency, like the total strength of schedule. They have off. It, it's a one next to them. I'm, I'm assuming that means it's the toughest strength of schedule. A brutal schedule. Yeah. In the country. And then right to the left of that, their luck. 357. They are one of the unluckiest teams in the country. How many teams are there? I don't know. There can't be much more than 357. Yeah. So they're the they're probably in like the bottom 15 of luck. Yeah, I didn't say bottom 10, but yeah. Yeah, and they've played... Well, wait, they, what if they, I just what, click They on played this. Arkansas, they played yeah. Arizona, they played Texas, they played Arizona State, which is a good team, and they've played in the Big East, which is like, there's not, there's not like a bad team in the Big East, really. Oh, I found it, Biggs. There are 363 teams. So they're in the bottom six. There's only yes. five teams with tougher luck than them. And some of the other teams, like the worst team for luck, do you want to guess? 
I... It, ser- it, it serves them right, these brainiacs. Northwestern. Stanford. Yep. Yeah, I think I was looking the other day, actually, and I saw Stanford. And that was the only thing that stood out about them was their luck. <laughs> they suck balls, too, though. Yep. So maybe Creighton is one of those, like, I, I do. Like, may, maybe they'll level, like, water finest level type thing, where maybe they'll win six in a row here soon. Yep. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> but at this point in time, not better than expected. <sighs> not better than expected. Yeah. Okay. We can move on. Okay. Do you want another one of my not better than expecteds? Yeah, let's see. And I'm, I'm just kind of looking at my list of teams I wrote down. I've got two more. How many do you have left? I don't even know anymore. I should have been crossing some of these off. <laughs> uh, Baylor. They're ranked number five in the preseason, mostly because they would have been ranked sixth if their name started with something that starts after a K. True. But Kansas starts with a K. Baylor starts with a B. So Baylor got five. Kansas got six. This is a random question. Are you effing with me on that, or is that actually how they decided? I have no idea if that's how they decided. Okay, so you're happy with me. Gotcha. I'm guessing they just, they're both tied for fifth, and so Baylor probably comes up first because it's alphabetical. Could be. Does that logic could, not make perfect sense? You, you could have convinced me that that is actually how they decide these ties is just alphabetical order. I think that's probably what they do. Like on the, on the, on the sheet, like if you just go to CBSSports.com and look at the preseason top 10, it probably is just alphabetical. Yep. <laughs> so Baylor was fifth. Okay. They're unranked now. Tell me why they suck. Their defense isn't good, and I've got I've got more notes on this later that we can get into a little bit. It's it's very is T squared back, huh? Is T squared back? I don't think so, and I don't know when he's coming back. To be honest with you, there's I can tell you where their issues are. They don't have any defense. Yeah, T squared sets the tone exactly. I also noticed like their their offense is good, but they average a lot of turnovers. Um, they average over fourteen turnovers per game, which is I don't know that's a lot for like a high level team, but it's really the defense. I mean, you look at their last, their last like handful of games here. They gave up over a, I think they gave up almost a hundred to Kansas state. They gave up like, they gave up like 90 to, to TCU. I think they gave up over 80 to uh, whoever else they lost to. And then they, they even, they beat West Virginia the other night, but they gave up almost 80 to them. Like their Here's defense, question. their defense is good. It's a question. Um, this is a team that was very good last year. Yep. Before uh, some amazing team beat them in the tournament last year. Yeah. Um, returned a lot of guys. What a game as well as was. one very, very highly rated freshman. And that player, Keontae George, is averaging 17 points per game, which is good. But does he ruin the chemistry is my question. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he hasn't been real efficient. He's been... He's been like good from like a counting stats perspective, but like his efficiency hasn't really been anything special. Yeah, he's shooting like a, like right around forty percent from the field, and I don't know how many assists a game he averages. I don't three I think and a can, half, but also three turnovers per game. Yeah, like so he's I don't know. He's just kind of a, he's a good freshman guard. I, that was one of my – remember, I was, like, really high on Baylor in the preseason. And I said, if I'm going to really, really nitpick here, I'm having a hard time finding something. But if I'm going to nitpick one thing, I don't know if they have a set-the-table, get-everybody-involved kind of point guard who's going to just kind of steady the ship. They typically don't, though. They don't really have a true point guard. And that's and that's probably true. And that's why I kind of debunked my own, my own issue was that I, I don't really think it's going to be a big deal because – 
the offense just kind of does that for them. I don't I don't know if the three guards are a problem offensively. They're not. They put up good numbers. I mean, George, Flagler, and um uh Cryer, I think all average over 14 a game. They're they're putting up almost 50 a game between the three of them. It's pretty good. It drops off after that. They're they're not the bridges, getting really is that like nine of, and then it's under seven after that. Yeah, they just don't get a lot from some of those other guys. And and again, I think what may I think what we we take for granted with that Baylor team that we're holding on the new standard from a few years ago was that team was incredible on the defensive end of the floor. You know, their three guards were all like Davion Mitchell was was terrific defensively. He was a spearhead. And Jared Jared Butler, was that the other guard, yep. right? Jared yep. Butler. He was a he was a tough kind of bulldog guard. And they had Mark Vital, who was like the perfect if you're going to play three guards, you need kind of an enforcer four man who can kind of guard and, and switch and rebound and do all those things. And, and vital was terrific at that. Those four men are, are really hard to find. It's really, really hard to find a four man who can do that kind of stuff. I don't think their four man this year does that. The kid from West Virginia, the transfer, like he's, he's just kind of an alive athletic swingman type, but I don't think he's like a bulldog tough tone setting defender. And I just think they've 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 like hit the sliders too far to the offense. They've got a ton of offensive talent. I just don't think they guard anybody, and that's what's, you know, they're in a lot of these close games right now because, uh, yeah, their their defense just isn't great. Now again, if we wanted to do this, would have been better yesterday because they beat Oklahoma State yesterday by sixteen and they held them to fifty eight. But I think that's what their their issue has been on the defensive end of the floor. Here's a trivia question for you here. You mentioned that national title team with Butler and Mitchell. Do you remember the name of the third guard? Because I had to actually look it up, so I'm gonna see if you remembered it. I have it now, though. Yeah. Um. Give me two. Se- give me like five seconds here. It was. It was Macy Oteague. Yep. I couldn't remember it. I had to look it up, and it was gonna. He was. He was crazy. good too. Yeah. But here we go. I mean, if you want to look, just a quick little Baylor thing, and then I'll be done. They give up 86 points to Virginia, John. That's like three games for Virginia. That's like 300 to another team. Doesn't that just immediately – isn't that all we need? Yeah. Defense up. What's the what, – oh, back to Ken Palm. Yeah. It's uh, like 80. Set 79th in defensive efficiency. Yeah, and, and we're, I was going to text you yesterday about this. But what is – you remember, there's like a – you're like the pro at this. There's like a number that you have to be inside of. <sighs> I know. In it, to be considered so a contender. It, it's uh, – it like dates back to like – 2000 or something like that and it's like all but like one or two national titles are within these two numbers and it's like 25 for one of them and 40 for the other and i can't remember which it's like 25 for offense and 40 for defense or the other yeah way that's my guess that's it's, what it was you can easily you can win with an elite offense and like an okay defense it's really hard to win with an okay offense should, just, I, see, it's should, should I see should i see who is eligible for a national title right now based on those 25 offense and 40 defense Keep keep that in mind. Let's finish this off because I do have some other I have some interesting okay. Ken Palm things that I wanted to talk about. I'll come up with my list as you talk. Okay. Uh Duke, they suck. Why have they not been very good? You want to talk about uh, Duke? I know that gets you excited. Uh, you are just I'm not even it's gonna get too R rated if I say it. We're gonna have a John we're gonna have a John day. Yeah. <laughs> These are things that I'll do like occasionally with my wife. Like we'll have a Danae day where we go do things that she likes to do. Like she always likes to go get coffee. And she likes to go to certain places to go, like shopping or whatever, and and uh, you know we'll go to Sam's Club. And do you want me to take? There are, do you want me to... there are little things that she enjoys doing, and I'll be like, all right, today what we're gonna do, we're gonna have a Danae day. We're gonna do all the things that Danae likes to do. 
Do you want me to like uh, cut out her name for uh, privacy reasons when I edit this? Uh, you know, she ain't listening, so she don't care. Okay, yeah. I'm surprised you have to sit, give her a day because like she just expects expects every day to be her day. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. But yeah. if we package one as a Danae day, then she won't be <laughs> so annoying. She'll let me watch college basketball more. So yeah. Um, but this is this is the in that spirit of that, I'm giving you a John moment here. Let's talk about Duke. They're bad. And I love it. I don't. This team kind of reminds me. What was a team a couple years ago when Hurt was their best. Matthew Hurt was their best player. Kind of yeah. reminds me of that team, where like their best player is a stretch four. It doesn't seem to be very dookie. It doesn't seem very dookie. You're right. It's very. Yeah. It it. They almost look like they're trying to play North Carolina basketball by just being bigger than everyone else. But like they don't really do that. Even North Carolina basketball is you had like big athletic monster big man like duke just has like these dopey white big guys yeah and they usually have like an athletic guard who they can just get the rock to and they'll get a bucket um they don't have that this year like jeremy roach is their best guard and he's not that he's basically caleb love sorry but he basically he hasn't taken the next step now he's been out the last couple games i think i don't know what i don't know what the deal is nor do i care oh he don't count the losses then those losses don't count then oh they count okay okay you're right (laughs) they count um, but he hasn't taken the next step. You're right. I don't think he's been as good as as maybe he hasn't. He's been not better than expected. Okay. Um, the the obvious easy low hanging fruit is that Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead both suck. Yeah. And they were the because right, they were the, both like top, top five in the country. Oh, they were one and two. They might have been. They were up there. Okay. And they both have not been very good. That and that's a recipe for disaster. If that's the two you're going to rely on to kind of keep the keep the wheels turning in Raleigh or not Raleigh Durham um and then they suck or they're just a defensive player like uh what's his face is um lively right like most recruiting services like uh, we like to bag on recruiting services and like how guys are unranked and they actually turn into really good players like they usually don't mess up like this yeah five-star guys ranked in the top 10 usually are at least decent like there's varying degrees to how good they are but like I don't remember the last time they got a bust this bad where it's like a guy like Lively who just doesn't do anything. Uh, what's his, uh, what's a guy? Marcus Bolden. He was a bust. Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. was, he was like a top 10 level guy too, wasn't he? he? Yeah, he was like top five, I think. He was that good. Okay. Usually if they get things like that wrong, it's because the guy was like super injured or, you know, like something like that. But like, I mean, Lively just doesn't look like a guy who... Like it feels like the recruiting analysts just watch Derek Lively in warmups and they're like, "Whoa, seven footer who can run fast, jump high. Let's rank him really high." It's like, no, dude. Like he's just not a good basketball player. Ooh, there's some drama in the St. John's UConn game. So Klingon just got a board. He's Ooh. doing like the clear out thing, and he hits like a player from St. John's. And as they're walking by, the St. John's guy like elbows him in his chest. Is Donovan Klingon the type of guy you want to be picking a fight with? He's massive. I know. Like, he could um, literally be the poster child for your massive man of the whatever you do. I think you're thinking of Adonis Sonogo. I mean, Klingon's huge, even... too. He's like 7'2". Is he? He's like 7'2", like 260. He's a freshman. He's massive. He's even bigger than Sonogo. All right, I've got my list here for teams that can win national title. Okay. Uh, Purdue, Houston, UConn, Bama, Kansas, UCLA. So those six. Six or seven? Yeah. Those six teams can win the title. And only those six teams. Okay. 
I did some I did some Ken Palm homework as well. I I just thought this was very interesting. Like the lack of this is maybe like a, a college basketball wide thing. We talk about how there's not really like an elite team at the top this year. There isn't like a big bad out there, and there's a lot of teams that aren't very balanced. The the numbers bear this out. Here are the top ten Ken Palm offenses: Purdue, Marquette, Ohio State, Missouri, Arizona. Gonzaga, Xavier, Baylor, Iowa, and Miami. Okay. You mentioned Purdue. Whoa, whoa, hey, 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 hey. What? I wonder if, like, I'm more refreshed than you are, because Miami is, like, is, like, number 12 on mine. Oh, then, yeah, because I did this yesterday afternoon. Okay, okay. So, go just on. go with it. <laughs> as of yesterday, as of about 22 hours ago. Here are the defensive ratings for those teams. Purdue, you mentioned. They were they were in the top 40. They're 29th on defense. Yeah, I'm seeing this now. Marquette, number two, they're 83rd on defense. Ohio State, number three offense, 96th on defense. Missouri, number four offense, 193 defensively. That's uh that is a that is a uh not good. Yeah, that's not great. That's not better than expected. No, it's not. Now they have been better than expected because of that number four offense. Right. Uh, that one ninety three defense though is something that could return them to expected. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, fifth on offense, 69th on defense. Arizona got handled yesterday by Oregon. Sixty nine, nice. Yeah, that is nice. They got crushed yesterday by Oregon. Ooh, Oregon better than expected yesterday. Yesterday they were better than than expected. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Otherwise they suck. Uh, Gonzaga, 71st on defense, 6th in offense. Xavier, playing right now, 8th in offense, no, 7th in offense, 90th in defense. Baylor, 89th on offense, although you just said they were like 80th, whatever that was. The number's updated. <laughs> Iowa, 118th on on, off, uh, on defense, 9th on offense. And Miami, 10th on offense, 122nd on defense. These teams, John, are very good offensively, and they completely suck defensively. I don't know what to make about that, but like that's I don't know. I just found that interesting. Okay, I find it interesting as well. Here are the top ten defenses: Tennessee, Houston, Rutgers, UCLA, St. Mary's, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Alabama, Connecticut, and Mississippi State. Tennessee fifty third on offense, which honestly, when you watch them, I'm amazed that they're even that high. Did I say Bama on my list of teams that could win the national title still? Yeah, because they're what? Okay. Eighth and, eighth I, I'm seeing them. They're both like top 13 on mine. I'm like, I don't think I said them, but apparently I did. You did. You did. Okay. Yep. Rutgers, third on offense, 109th. Or no, third on defense, 109th on offense. UCLA, fourth in defense, 14th on offense. That's good. That's very good. Yep. St. Mary's. I don't know where they rank right now at Ken Palm. Yesterday they were like ninth, which I had to kind eighth. of do a double take. They're eighth. I, I haven't seen yeah. them. So do a triple take now because they're actually higher right now. That's amazing. Yeah. But they were fifth in defense, 51st in offense. Okay. Iowa State, 80th in offense. Oklahoma State, 125th in offense. Alabama and UConn, both in the top 15 now, as you mentioned. And Mississippi State was 10th in defense, 178th in offense. So it's like some of these teams that there there's not a lot of teams that are good even on both ends of the floor. Like a lot of these teams are elite on one end of the floor and then kind of trash on the other. 
that could be another show there, Biggs. Elite and kind of trash. <laughs> elite and kind of trash. <laughs> You're elite. I'm kind of trash. Kind of like our takes. Perfect. I don't know. I don't know what to make about that, but like, I just kind of found that interesting that like some of the, like these teams are very, there's not a lot of like balance. I like it. That's Thanks. some elite level analysis. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Who else you got? I know you mentioned Baylor. I do have a couple of uh, big 12 teams that are either side here. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, better than expected. I've got two of them. Iowa State, TCU. Actually, TCU, we expect to be good. But then yeah. at the start of the year, I kind of soured on them, which I kind of prematurely soured on them, which is a good uh, good life advice for people. Don't do anything prematurely, okay? Don't don't premature. Yeah. yeah do exactly. things maturely. Um, but specifically, Iowa State, 13-3, and 4-1 and one in the Big 12. Um, the one loss in the Big 12 was a two-point loss against Kansas on the road. Um, Yesterday. Yep, they boast wins against uh, TCU, Baylor, um, North Carolina. Their worst game by far, um, an 18-point loss against UConn. And Iowa lost by tw- Iowa they lost two by 21, but they are better than expected. Now, back to the Ken Palm. Very good defense, defensively, not very good offensively. Fifth, fifth defensively, 82nd offense, which you probably – said something similar about two minutes ago but yep iowa state better than expected or not not better than expected um tcu i'm not gonna touch too much on them the team that i have as not better than expected which i don't know what our expectations were going this year because they did lose a lot from their team a year ago but that is uh texas tech yeah who i think we can't i think the assumption for me was that mark adams could just keep like the whole tall Adonis's type guys on the team. And then they're just amazing defensively. Um, but now they're 10 and seven. Um, they are 0 and five. They've lost their last five games and are 0 and five in the big, big 12. Um, they're not good. No, they're not. And unfortunately, like out of those 10 wins, I think if you, if you looked a little deeper, none of them are, are particularly impressive, like over good teams either. Um, they might've beaten somebody in the Maui tournament, like Ohio state or something like that. I don't remember, but, yeah, they're disappointing. And you're right. I, I thought, I mean, I, I pushed back a little bit on the whole Mark Adams is just going to turn every every average player into like a, a into lockdown defender. Um, I, I thought they'd be better than this, though. Yeah. You know, and, and part of that is as far as IMAC hasn't played. But what was the, wasn't there some drama where he said he was going to transfer because they're trying to rush him back too soon from injury and then he decided to not transfer? Yeah, I don't remember what the reason was. That's that I believe you if that was what the reason was. I remember there was something about how he's thinking about entering the portal though. So yeah. ooh, big shot. Look at this ball game right now. 38 34 four minutes ago in the first half. This game is going uh, to spoiler alert, it's actually forty to thirty four. No, so Marquette scores now? Yeah. What a game though. It's been and this St. John's Yukon is twenty to twenty. Jesus. Talk about two opposite yeah. ends of that spectrum. <laughs> it's halftime? Uh which one? Oh, it's eight minutes left in the first. Oh, yeah. I, th- I yeah, thought no. I thought I thought it's you said they were going no. to half. I was like, damn. No. Okay, that would have had to start really early if that was the case. Yeah. yeah. So we got some we got some ball games here. Which North Carolina had a game starting ten thirty last Saturday. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, ten and that's ten thirty Central Time, so like eleven thirty out on the East Coast. Yeah, because they're playing at Notre Dame. Is that what the deal was? Yeah. Was, was they, that were was they at Notre Dame? Yeah, it was that one. 
Yeah, that's an early. But is start. that is that the reason, or is it? I think they're I just plan- I think they're just trying to fill TV inventory here, and like, well, we got NFL games coming on, so we got to we got to try to fill this as much as we possibly can with yeah. with times, which means we might have to start at some weird times. Yeah. Although games start at eleven usually, so I I don't know. Whatever. Um, you're right though. Texas Tech kind of stinks. How about one that I know we we mentioned them a little bit, but uh, one that took the chin on, took one on the chin yesterday, Kansas State. Yeah, they lost to the TCU. They yeah. and like going into yesterday, I would put them as better than expected, and I still would because they are still better than I expected. I would um, too. What if they What if they get absolutely smoked by Kansas on Tuesday? Because I I think they will. I just lo- like we were talking about how like not better than expected is all one. And then we found we just found another that is better than expected, but they lost yesterday. I know, isn't that great? I have Providence in my better than expected, and they lost too. <laughs> oh shoot! Don't let Saturday, January fourteenth, change your opinions on nope. anything. Not letting it. That's the lesson to be gleaned from. Today. Not letting it. Yep. Nope. Yep. Um. So yeah, I'm actually through my list here, Biggs. Who do you got? Anyone else? Uh, let's see. Pac-12. I got Utah. Better than expected? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what they were expected to be, but I think they've been better than that. Okay. That's the point of the show. Yeah. What are they, like third in the Pac-12 right now? Third or fourth? And this is the the second year for Craig Smith, so do you think that has something to do with it? North Dakota guy? North Dakota guy? Yeah. That's right. North Dakota tough. Oh, bigs, 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 bigs. Better than expected, but they've lost their last three. Utah's lost their last three? Yes. That fits perfectly then. Oregon, UCLA, and USC all in the last week. Oh, <laughs> never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> How about Arizona State? They're 15-3. and three. Pretty sure their only loss in conference is to Arizona. Now, I, I don't know how. Like, their three losses. One of their losses, they lost to Texas Southern. A team that if they make the tournament, Texas Southern will be like a 15 or 16 seed. Here's a question. Here's a question to really judge them on. Who's their best win? And as I said, I see they beat Michigan by 25. Who's their next best win? (laughs) Is Michigan that good of a win? I mean, beating them by 25, I guess, is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Creighton, we just Creighton talked about by Creighton. two, that's but but that that's where we get into the talking out of both sides of our mouth, where we just talked about how bad Creighton was. One hundred percent, and same with Oregon. I just said Oregon sucks. I mean, they beat them by seventeen. Yeah, and they beat. Let's see, they beat SMU. I don't think SMU is particularly special. Uh, they beat Colorado. A bunch of teams that are just kind of okay, but nothing nothing great. But John, that's that's the Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have they're gonna have basically three more chances to beat teams that we consider good. Mm-hmm. That's just life in the Pac-12. There's not a lot of great teams. Nope. And that so, never is. Gonna, what if they have 25 wins? You have to put them in at that point. I think. I would. I would think so, especially yeah. if they finish second or third in the league. I mean, if they win the league, they're in. But I mean, they're they're off to a they're having a really nice they're in a nice season. I did not expect this from Arizona State. Now, uh, Bobby Hurley, they've had good starts at Arizona State before consistently would start very well, do really well in the non-conference and then fizzle out. But I think the Pac-12 is so bad that they're going to beat teams just by virtue of not being worse than other bad teams. And if you're not worse than other teams, you're probably going to beat them. That's a good recipe for success. Be either be better better than than them or not be worse than them. Yep. Yep. That helps. So 
I don't know. I mean, Arizona State, don't you think? I mean, doesn't that count? I, mean, I know you you kind of you kind of always have a spot spot for them, and I kind of always have like a hard spot. No, that doesn't make sense. How do I, I have like a soft spot for State. them? I don't I don't talk Pac twelve except for the one time that we dedicated an entire episode and the title to the Pac twelve. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's always like an intriguing, uh, like an intrigue, like an intrigue with Arizona State. When you talk about that, like they kind of have some talent. They kind of look like they could be decent. The pieces look like they could fit. And I feel like after a few years, I I decided I'm always just going to be a wet blanket with Arizona State. Like, nope, they're going to suck. I don't care what the players are. They're going to suck. And it, it appears as though you were right and I was wrong. That's usually how it goes. It is how it goes usually. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't just agree with you because that's not good radio podcasting good podcasting yeah that's not good audio true i agree with you thank you well all right anyone else you have it's uh it is a good time to get into scrolling here though uh just a couple quick things here uh new mexico they beat san diego state yesterday that was a team that weren't they the last undefeated team new mexico was new mexico yeah they were Uh, i think the last undefeated team in the country now they took a couple losses they got back on the winning side by beating San Diego State at San Diego State yesterday. Impressive. Looks like a squad. Yep. Yep. Richard. Well, well, but how are they in the Ken Palm? That I don't know. Probably not very good because Ken Number Palm 60, 49th offensive, 73rd defensive. Yeah. So put Creighton ahead of them, even though Creighton keeps losing. Okay. Florida Atlantic. They had a comeback win yesterday over Armin Green. Oh, I hate when that happens. I know. I was watching this one yesterday, and it must have been like a student doing the like the ESPN Plus broadcast. Was uh, it bad? You know what? He, he was okay. I consider that I mean, it was probably through the lens of like it was probably a kid. I think he was probably fine. Would Coach K have yelled at him if he asked you know, him a bad I'll, question? I'll put it this way: It's better than yesterday. The Virginia Florida State game was Jay Williams. I'd rather was, listen to the college kid. <laughs> was Jay Williams trying to call a timeout for the coach for from the stance or from probably the, he was talking? Okay. They were asking him about can can Reese Beekman be a pro prospect? And I was like, Jesus, no one gives a shit about this. <laughs> and then he was talking about how what was he talking? Uh, I don't know. He was like going off on a tangent about how Florida State defenders didn't have their arms spread out wide enough. And I was like, Jake, stop trying to be the coach. Just be a fucking analyst. <laughs> like, is that yeah. not analyzing the game though? I believe that is analyzing the game. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Could just be that I hate Jay Williams, John. I think you just hate – do you hate him because he went to Duke? I hate – I honestly – that's probably like 5% of it. I mostly just hate his ridiculous, stupid takes. Yeah. And he seems like a guy who still wants to be, like, famous and popular. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's over it yet. And and I guess I understand, like, if I were to try to psychoanalyze that, I guess it kind of makes sense because his career did get cut really short, so he probably feels like there's a lot of – unfinished kind of here's a here's a random question career, but still i can't stand him do you know much about his career because like i'm sure you know about the motorcycle accident did he have did he attempt to come back or was it just off the table from the get-go like, i don't know I, I don't know either i think it was just kind of off the table okay now if you were to have that motorcycle accident now could he I, I, that i don't know either and i tend to think maybe but yep. i don't remember the details enough about how bad it was i mean probably not great yeah but that doesn't let's let's just remove that part of it. I think he's terrible as a play-by-play guy or an analyst. Yeah. I, that that to me is like that is how much ESPN disrespects Virginia. Is they're like we're gonna put Jay Williams on this game. Yeah, and so I know the kid doing the Florida Atlantic game. I know one detail from like after that accident that I'm not gonna share on here because it's a little graphic, but I'll share it with you after this. 
And I made Okay, that is that's it. Okay, we're getting graphic here. Yes. He was on a pardon my take, and apparently because I something like he's like, What? It's something like blood flow couldn't get down there or something like that. And like if blood flow didn't get down there, it would be bad for that that area for the future, we'll say. Use it or lose it. And so he had to take uh some pills. Boner pills. For, for, for like every day for like, Jesus Christ, you're not holding back. <laughs> every day for like a year just to be able to keep it functioning. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying, like a muscle. I'm trying, tip, I'm trying to it. tip. I mean, it is a muscle. If you don't use it, you get atrophy. <laughs> I'm trying to tiptoe around it, and you're like, if he didn't take boner pills, he would have lost his dick. <laughs> those, are, those are, those them's the facts. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, good times. And then Antoine right. Davis. Uh, good segue. <laughs> Boner pills to the guy who made the most three-pointers in college basketball history. Antoine Davis. He's made over 500 threes. Uh, he set the record yesterday for most three-pointers in Division One history. He still has probably, what, 15, 20 games left? Antoine Davis from Detroit Mercy. Three-point gunner. A lot of teams could use that guy. NBA prospect. Okay. That's my analysis. That sounds good. Okay, perfect. What did Jay Will show up? Never mind. Uh, uh, all right, let's get into scrolling, Biggs. Let's do it. The woman's upstairs, so she needs food here soon. So I gotta get through this here. So Wait, we're she Sunday. doesn't do the cooking. No, I, she does the cleaning. I do the cooking. That's the arrangement we've had from the get go. I see. I see. I see. Yes. Okay. Yes. She can't like and make she, your sandwich though. She also does the nagging too. That's her yeah. task. Ain't yeah. that the truth? Yeah. Um, it is Sunday, shortly before noon Central Time. Um, currently, UConn St. John's going on, Xavier Marquette going on, which we've kind of mentioned a few times on the show. Um, I see Ohio State, Rutgers, Maryland, Iowa. To- Northwestern's up on Michigan at half. There you go. That That's surprising, I think. Boo Booey. Is he going off? I don't know. No, I'm probably not. I mean, he has six points, but don't we just love Boo Booey? It's a great name. It is. He's averaging 14 and a half points and four assists a game on the season. Wow. So... I think you owe him an apology. You said he is literally just a name. I don't you said, I hate Boo Booey. Uh, let's Boo go Booey's to Monday. Name. Let's go to Monday. Do the fans there boo whenever he makes like a shot? Probably, but it's probably okay. a good thing. Right, exactly. Like, remember like Lou Ford with the twins and fans Ooh. Lou? Yeah. Love it. <laughs> More kids need to be named Lou. Love nope. that name. Let's see. Ooh, that's a goaltender. Um, I'm going into Monday now. Purdue, Michigan State. That's at like noon, isn't it? Is that like an early start? Yeah. Yeah, because of the... Is tomorrow a holiday? What's the holiday yeah. tomorrow? Is that President's I, I, Day? President's Day, so I don't have to work, so I might just wait till tomorrow to edit this. Yeah, see, I have uh, I have staff in service, so I'll be in my classroom probably doing some work. I might try to try to watch that one on my phone a little bit. I'll see if I can. Yeah. But no, tomorrow is a holiday. Your boy does not have to work. He gets to sleep in again. Yep. Yep. Uh, Miami Syracuse I think Syracuse just beat somebody decent better than expected I I think they're probably about expected right they're 12 and 6 that's about what we expected well they beat Notre Dame so credit um, credit for them credit to them for doing what they're supposed to do not overachieving not underachieving just being as expected I don't know if we talk about this enough and maybe it's because they're not irrelevant enough but like we talk about with Georgetown how they just like They've just been kind of off the college football, like college basketball radar for a long time now. I, 
I feel just like when I think about Syracuse now, I just kind of feel sad. I'm just like, they're, they're just so boring. Well, it's like they were a part of our childhood, you know? Right. They used to be incredible. Yeah. I mean, they were a powerhouse in the Big East. And they're just kind of another team now. Yeah. It's just, sad. it's odd. Yeah. Oh, breaking news, Biggs. Tuesday, we have a Civil War game. What? Kansas, Kansas State. That could be a good one. Yeah, see that? I see. Do you think that'll be good? Yeah. It's a good measure. I have a feeling it's going to be a blowout. It could be, but it's at Kansas State, so that helps. You just told her to go away, right? Yeah, she had cute jammies on. Okay, fair. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. I'm worried that Kansas State. Does she just need attention? Is that all it is? What? Does she just need attention? No, she left. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. Thank you. But I'm imagining she just came down just to show you her pajamas. Like, hey, oh. comment, comment on these, please. I was watching basketball yesterday, and she came down in the middle of the afternoon, and she's like, okay, I'm ready for attention now. And we went and took like a two-hour nap. <laughs> That's how I show her attention. We nap together. That's cute. I was like, yes, this is great. Oh, I also needed a nap because I was <laughs> my eyes were getting heavy. Uh, uh, Texas-Iowa State. Ooh, Texas Iowa State could be good. You said Davidson who? Davidson Dayton. That's an alliteration game. That is. It's kind of intriguing. Yeah. Um. Maybe Clemson Wake Forest. Yeah, that's kind of a well. It's the best team in the ACC, and then Wake Forest I think is kind of a mid tier ACC team. So yeah, why not? Yeah. You know who's been frisky that we haven't really talked about? Uh, Pitt. We've talked about them. They got a win yesterday, and it's the doors. Vanderbilt. You say the door. Oh, okay. I was trying to think of where I was thinking of like doors, like you know, you open and close the door. I was like, how does this relate? But then I thought of their name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The doors. The doors. They they lost to Mizzou by three. They lost to Tennessee by nine, and they just beat Arkansas by thirteen. They lost to NC State by four. Like, they've been in some good – they beat Pitt early in the year. Um, Vanderbilt's record is not very good. It's nine and eight. That's not but very good. I think good. They're, they're just kind of frisky. They're like the definition of frisky. They host Alabama on Tuesday. I think it's that gym. It's the courts. It is. Well, it's the, co- the coaches are on the baseline. Yeah. Which, as somebody who's done that before as a coach now, it's weird. Yeah. We used to have high school football games where – only one sideline would get used for players. Oh, that's so it's weird. like, yeah. And so, and you think about it in high school football, you probably know a lot of the time, like some like bigger schools probably have like the things where like the quarterbacks have the head, the radio on their headset or whatever, the speaker. Yeah. In high school, it's a receiver running in the play pretty much every play. So I think that's imagine, both high schools at this point. That, okay. And so for us, um, it basically would be like, you, you need to get one half of the 50 yard line. But sure. there'd be like a ten, like a ten yard barrier, so it'd really be like the. Oh God! So if you got to run down so, here like the goal line. Yeah, exactly. So if you're on the goal line of the other side, you have to a ways to go. Getting your cardio. Exactly. Anyways, weird topic for this college, college basketball podcast, but no, but that's that's something else. Yeah, you're getting your steps yeah, in. Yeah. Penn State at Wisconsin Tuesday is decently meaty. I would say it's yes. not like elite, but it's got some. It's got like enough watchable games. Murray State Belmont. I'd be excited if that was last year. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, sad that it's not anymore. Yeah. 
Uh, Brandon Valley hosts Pier. Pier has uh, the most public individual here player in the state. Their quarterback is like an elite basketball player. His their quarterback's going to Ohio State. He is that oh, good. Wow. Yeah. But he's a best basketball player too. He's a really good basketball player too. Yeah, he's just one of those kids. He's just a freak athlete type. Okay. And they have a nice team. So there you go. They have a nice outfit. That's our South Dakota ba- high school basketball update. Yep. Uh, Wednesday, UConn Seton Hall. Oh, what? Can we call this a Civil War game? I was just going to ask Virginia you that. Tech, that a, does Virginia? that count? I think so. Okay. Technically, I think it counts. <laughs> Technically, yes. the battle for Virginia counts as a Civil War. Yes. It's at John Paul, John Paul Jones Arena, which is one of my favorite names for an arena, John Paul Jones. It's okay. I'm kind of I'm here for it. I think that sounds badass. Although it also kind of sounds like he might have been a murderer. What was he? I don't know. Isn't isn't what, isn't is typically the murderer himself? get like the middle name treatment? Yeah. Are you sure if you're like an assassin, you have the middle name like is always mentioned. Why is that? Because I also see just articles like from like the local like not newspaper, but because newspapers aren't a thing anymore. Um, but the local um, news media company. Where like whenever there's like a DUI or a murder or something, it's always they always include the middle name of the person. I don't know. It's like the, it's their regular name ain't enough. We gotta add. We gotta add the other name too. Yeah. Who knows? I'm not sure. Um. What else we got here? It's kind of a week slate. I feel. Yeah. Not great. Oh, oh get a little bit later in Arkansas, uh, Missouri, Providence, Marquette. At eight o'clock. Yep. There's that's two very good ones. Another Civil War game. Am I missing it? Where is it? Where is it? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oh, there it is. Oh, Oklahoma. Uh, let's go to Thursday. Neither of those teams are good, so it's like, who cares? But it's a simple war game. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Purdue against the Gophers. You excited for that? I made a mistake. This is actually the night when Brandon Valley hosts Pier. That's what we need to know. Don't, Tuesday, Brandon Valley hosts Marshall, the Marshall Tigers. Another. Ooh, that's where Trey, that's where Trey Lance is from. Yep, that's right. So, no, it we're isn't. That is. <laughs> that's Marshall, Minnesota. It's a different one. No, that's the same Marshall. I don't think so. That's the Marshall we play. You're playing at Marshall, Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, Marshall. Marshall's like an hour and a half from here. So, I didn't know that high schools did a lot of cross country. Games like that. Well, or it's cross, not really cross, cross, cross state. Cross state. Sorry, cross state lines. They they don't. But okay. Marshall is Marshall's in a weird spot where like they're surrounded by just tiny schools. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a good opportunity. They'll come to Sioux Falls and play a couple Sioux Falls schools occasionally. Okay. Um, so it actually is that Marshall. Okay. It is. Yeah. You thought, thought you were being funny. But you were actually being factual. No, I, I thought you were yanking my chain. No, I would never. <sighs> not 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 out of work. At least I only do it when I want to. Yeah, not the chain anyway. You'll, no, never mind. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm not seeing a lot of numbers by these games on Thursday. That means Rutgers, Michigan good. State. I think that could be a good one. Indiana, Illinois, maybe. Yeah, maybe Michigan, Maryland. It's kind of Big Ten night, apparently. That Thursday kind of sucks. UCLA, Arizona State. Your your Sun Devils. That could be a good one. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a. Show me something, Arizona State. Like, if you actually are a contender, you know, prove it. Show me. Yep, show me. Uh, I'm into Friday here. Yeah, Friday is typically shitty, and it is again. 
Disappointing. Yeah. Saturday? Any luck there? Potentially Vikings versus uh, Niners, maybe? Could they play on Saturday? I think they could. It could be, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, Biggs. We have to beat the Giants. I, I can. So. I'm a fan. I can do whatever I want. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm okay. worried. Uh, Miami Duke? I'm expecting that. I think they'll win today. But I guess I told Danae this. I, out of the four possible outcomes, which is Minnesota by a little, Minnesota by a lot, New York by a little, New York by a lot, the only outcome I would really be surprised by is Minnesota by a lot. Yeah. Would you agree with that? That, and then the second outcome I don't expect is Giants by a little. So you think it's either Giants in a blowout or Vikings by a little? Exactly. That's, I, just, been our, that's just been our losses this year. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also, but I say that, and yet it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't make sense, but I do think Minnesota is better than New York. Yes. It's like, it's really weird, but that's this Vikings team. Yeah. Duke, Miami. I already said that. Great. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, see. I see back-to-back games here of Wisconsin against Northwestern and then Charleston against Northeastern. Oh, that's interesting. Do you, if uh, Northwestern and Northeastern played, would that be a Civil War game? Uh, they are on opposite side. I mean, West versus East wasn't a thing. Now, if it was Northwestern versus Southwestern, it'd be the battle or- for Western. Or North Southern versus South Northern? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Probably. Yeah. Ooh, TCU Kansas? Yeah, a little CBS action there. So you're probably getting maybe uh could that be Jay Wright calling the game? That's what he was I doing the Wisconsin Indiana game yesterday. It wasn't Spinarkle, it was Jay Wright. I hope it's him. I hope so too. Or Spinarkle, because I love Sparoditas and Jim Spinarkle. Who's who's the most famous announcer with the first name J and last initial W? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Now you're, you're yanking my chain. <laughs> uh, UCLA, Arizona. Um, I was like, you could like really schedule this out nicely. You start with that Duke Miami game at halftime of that one. You flip it over to CBS to start watching TCU, Kansas. By the time that one goes to half Duke Miami is probably coming down to the wire. And that one ends by halftime of the Kansas TCU game. Now you flip it over to ABC and you're on UCLA, Arizona. And like, boom, it's like every hour a good game starts. So it's like, what perfect. a perfect little first few hours of the day. What a, just what a day overall. It's, oh, it's another oh, one of those hey, 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 hey. days. Another Civil War game. Army between, Navy. between um, a better than expected and not better than expected. NC State, North Carolina. Yeah. There we go. What time does that game. one start? I don't even see that one. Four. It's oh, you skipped time. all the way down. You are you 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 cruised. Yeah, down this I kind of scroll down there. I'm getting a little hungry here. Uh, Bama, really Missouri. Scroll. It's not. It's not sit and watch, look at the screen. It's uh scrolling. Scroll. You're scrolling. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was kind of. I was getting ahead of myself by planning out my Saturday a little bit. Yeah. So you can do really is good. you can watch that Arizona UCLA one and then take a little hour break. For that North Carolina State North Carolina game at four. Well, at that point, your wife's probably going to want you know attention, and then you have to go take a nap. Give her attention for an hour, and then you start watching the games again. Perfect. Yeah, Bama, Missouri, <laughs> and then I'm trying to think. Some of these afternoon games, it, it kind of fizzles out again. It's really yeah. a get your work done early day. Yeah, I see. Not much here after that. Perfect kind, world. Am I Perfect. overreactionary in calling this a bad Saturday? I think you are. I think it's a great Saturday because oh, okay. here, here's what you're not factoring. 
by the time these basketball games are done in the early afternoon, football will be starting. That's true. And we will get possibly disappointed if we haven't got disappointed already today. Well, you can't be disappointed if they lose to teams that you assume they're going to lose to. True. I'm just going to assume that they're going to lose to the Giants, and then I won't be disappointed. Right. They probably will. You know what they say about playing a team twice in one year? It's pretty easy to beat them if you're better than them. <laughs> I had heard, who was that? I heard someone talk about like that saying where it's like it's tough to beat a team three times one season, yeah. but if you actually if you actually look at the stats, they do beat them the third time more actually. often than not. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let stats get in the way of a good. Season. I know. <laughs> All right, should we get out of here, Biggs? I think we should. All righty. Well. Uh, See you next weekend, possibly. Sounds good. Bye.